Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Marty. And this is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Let's get it started. Probably. To, uh, and when I say that, I, I wouldn't say it's fully. I wouldn't say I fully agree with that statement, but there is a percentage where I'm like, yeah, yeah. There's a bit of a lore down there. Hey, listen, dude, you and I have both se- you and I have both seen it. Whenever there's playoff hockey, and I mean, look, I mean, the, Le- the, the Leafs are probably the one we can pick on the most recently, and I, I won't say any more about oh, yeah. all of this other than this there. But, I mean, the Leafs get in there, and the Bruins score a couple of goals, and you can just feel that whole TD garden just come right yep. down on whatever opposing team is there. Absolutely. Yeah. Like there's there's always going to be something to be said about the original six being in the playoffs. Um, th- there's nothing that can be taken away from them being in the playoffs. Each and sing- each and every one of those original six teams has something special in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't care if it's Detroit. I don't care if it's New York, Montreal, it, it, Boston. Like it doesn't matter. They've all got something extra when they're in there. Yep. You get as a fan, you get excited. As a as a person on the outside who's not a fan necessarily, you do get excited to that to an extent as well. A little bit more, just because again, it's an original six team, so you feel it. Chicago too. Like I don't have an attachment to Chicago whatsoever, but I love their history. Yeah. I love their the fact that they're an original six, and if they're in there, I feel it. I feel like hey, this is exciting because Chicago's in it. Um, so yeah, so there's, there is an extra, an added flavor to the playoffs when you've got an original six matchup too, especially that's another one too. When they're head to head, I I don't know. I can, I can feel it through the TV screen. It's palpable. It's like, it's even better when they're head to head too. Like I just, that kind of stuff really gets me going. I same as me. Like, I mean, whenever you're watching and it doesn't even matter, like, I don't care what teams pick, whatever teams. Yes. It's probably a little bit more pronounced in an original six. Well, they're not really actual original six buildings anymore, but the original six teams, those arenas, and, and just like anybody else really in the league, when that when that wave starts to come over the opposing team and you can just kind of feel it, you see it, the crowd's going nuts, like the their their goal music is blaring, yeah. like and and, yeah. and like you know Detroit's and your Boston's and, and Montreal, of course. Like, just, I, I don't know. I don't know if you're like me. Like, whenever I'm watching, you do get those kind of goosebumps and you're like, holy shit, I wouldn't want to be one of those opposing teams right now because it's just deafening. It's coming, the whole place is coming down right on you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it's and it's something to experience. I wish I could say that I've experienced it myself, but I never have. Uh, it's uh, definitely, if I were to create a bucket list, I don't have one, but if I were to create a bucket list, oh, yeah. seeing an original six team in the playoffs would absolutely be on, like it'd be in the top three probably. So I, so that would be either a Montreal or a Toronto or I don't know. I, I have, it doesn't matter really. I have to say sense. I'm enough of a hockey fan. If I, if I had like the bucket list thing going on, I, I want to do the whole 32 teams, man. I want to be in every arena. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. I want to do it. Yeah. Actually, freak! Did Joel not do something like that? Oh no, he uh, did baseball. baseball. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Which is also cool, but uh, he's got all this the isn't a baseball show. Well, he's got all the pennants still downstairs, right? So, um, listen. One thing I do want to—I I think we're gonna. This is gonna be in the show. So, Heidi, howdy, folks. Um, it's one thing I forgot to put into our notes, uh, but I—I because I, I, I it's not that I didn't do it on purpose. I just forgot. But I do just want to touch base on it. Uh, we lost Guy Lafleur and Mike Bossy in the same week, I believe, right? 
I um, well, if it wasn't the same week, it was like within two weeks there. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's you know within the same month. And listen, I just wanted to touch base on it real quick. That it's also the the tribute. Did you catch any of them? Oh, dude, Lafleur? dude, holy that, goosebumps! Montreal. I, I listen oh. not be, not because they're my favorite team, but when it comes no, to this, when it all. comes to this stuff, no. they are the class this, of the league. Period. I got him again. I got my hairs. I'm Spider Man. I mean, dude, they, they didn't have any advertisements on the boards to to go yeah. back to go back to the day. It was I didn't just, even notice. dude. It, like oh for, for me, it was really awesome. Like it was really touching. Uh, they did a phenomenal job. Like without getting too deep did, into yeah. it, they really did a phenomenal job. Yeah, and I, I the reason why I just wanted to kind of talk about just a little bit was just because what folks what you need to understand is players like Mike Bossy and Gila Fleur what they mean to us our generation of hockey is something extremely special. That's why when 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 Mike Bossy um succumbed to to his illness it, it hurt like it hurt everybody and it started to kind of make us all realize oh, geez man like our some of our my, these are these are my parents like if if you were raising kids our age at that time you were pointing to these players to say this is what a hockey player is this is what a great hockey player is you want to be like these kinds of players not just because of how they played hockey but how they conducted themselves within the hockey atmosphere how they handled themselves Guy Lafleur was as much a rock star as you can get in the game and Mike Bossy was kind of a different um a different breed but talent wise were both right up there um i do feel like had mike bossy not succumbed to his injuries early on in his career which ultimately shortened his career um he would have been like his numbers would have been otherworldly which they already are uh it's only him and wayne gretzky who have i believe nine is it nine 50 goal seasons it's just oh and now ovi yeah. as well yeah. Uh, it's just the three of them right and you know bossy played like half of the games, so but maybe not half but anyways um Look, it, when but especially when Lafleur went down, um, that's like that's something that really hit home. Um, for as much as you know, I grew up in a house where Boston Bruins were the team. Um, my father was affected by this as well. You watched Guy Lafleur; it didn't matter if you were against the Habs. You watched a game, and you were you'd be like, "Oh man, Lafleur did it again!" Like there was just respect, and you'd piss you off. But you're like, God, I wish he was on our team. Like, it didn't matter. Like, there was, it wasn't necessarily about loyalty. It's just the guy was so freaking good. You wanted him on your team. Let, jump ship, man. Come over to Boston. Let's just make it happen. Of course, obviously, it never happened. It would never happen. But it's just to say that these two players were so extremely special. They meant something deeper to everybody. And to, to lose them both in one week, it, it, the hockey world took a, a serious hit. So I just, you know, I, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge that and and the fact actually, yeah, Mike, my I, my uncle played against uh, Guy Lafleur in his last season for in the queue, which I think is pretty impressive because um, he only like so my uncle Mike uh, was a defenseman in the queue and he did a really good job against Guy Lafleur. Like in that season, Guy Lafleur only scored 130 goals in 62 games. <laughs> There's just no stopping Guy Lafleur. <laughs> it didn't matter where he was playing. You couldn't stop him. If you don't know anything about these two players, just go on HockeyDB and just look them up and enjoy how ridiculous the stats are. 
I mean, look, obviously, I'm going to have a little bit more of a biased uh, viewpoint of it. I mean, both of these guys were Quebec-born players, right? If I'm not mistaken, uh, Bossy was born in Quebec. Uh, so, I mean, yep. so I mean, the province of Quebec, and, and, and listen, uh, the NHL is hurting. Uh, they've lost two great. Like, I mean, you're talking about Hall of Famers here. So, these aren't like, you know, pluggers or any of this stuff, right? Like, these are greats of the game. Yeah. And, of course, uh, you know, the Montreal area, the province of Quebec, uh, you know, certainly uh, gets hit hard over the past couple of weeks with both of these gentlemen's passings. And listen, you know what? Uh, I think you said it best, Marty. Guy Lafleur, in his heyday, was literally a rock star. Okay, uh, you know, yeah. over the past few days, you know, you're you're seeing uh, uh, friends and family, um, extended uh, uh, um, fans showing pictures and, and you know sending all that kind of thing out on twitter and you're seeing you're seeing this guy gila fleur hockey player right like in pictures yeah. beside guys like paul newman uh and movie stars and you know what i mean so like yeah. the the rock star i think is, is 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 apropos because this guy just like i mean listen he he was what he was to the game i don't even think i need to go into that he he reached further than just <coughs> just the game itself or and the nhl I mean, obviously, this guy was a literal rock star, both in and out of the arena. Um, and listen, when it comes to Bossy, the thing that I'll always remember about Bossy, if I'm not mistaken, the gentleman played 10 years in the NHL. Again, shortened yeah. career because of injuries. Folks, this guy scored 50 <laughs> goals the first nine years. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, and let, and as an, and just to suggest or sorry just to go one step further in his last year he played 63 games so about 20 less than he should have and scored 38 goals like that like he's it's another like, it's, it's another like 50 he, it's another 50 like i mean it is it absolutely is so i mean there really isn't much that we can't say uh, about these guys i mean you know hall of famers rock stars elite play it, you know, all 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 of that has already been said. I mean, these were just yeah. two great gentlemen outside of the game as well. Listen, we we lost two great uh, hockey greats, and we lost two great people. So I mean, flat out, it's a tough yeah. week, it's a tough week all around. And uh, you know, they'll both be missed. It just it I, like it just feels this round like we've lost hockey a lot of really great hockey players yep. you know you lose them over the years but these two in particular yep. i feel like man it's a bit of my childhood and it's not like i grew up you know i it, it, it would have been i i may have been around sorry i may have been around um lafleur may have still been playing he was just bring this up when so yeah he was playing until 1991 uh so yeah i was born in 78 so yeah i definitely so I got to watch him. I suppose I would have started watching hockey when I could remember somewhere around here. Not his greatest years, okay? But definitely, I kept hearing, like, you know, oh, man, Guy Lafleur, greatest, great hockey player, one of the greatest. The mystique was still there. And, the mis oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It was still alive and well. And, 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 you know, I'd hear, I've got a, I come from a very thick hockey family. We all love hockey. We've got a lot of hockey in my, on my on my mother's side of, of the family. And, Everyone would talk about them, like all the greats that would come up. You know, Maurice Richard, Jean Belivaux, a lot of the Montreal Canadiens fans uh, in my in my family. So, and some Toronto Maple Leafs fans, and just basically hockey fans ever everywhere you could look. And even Mike Bossy, like he was playing when I was around too. And my memories of him are less for some reason. I just don't remember a lot. Like 83, 84. Like I was again born in 78, 79. 
one, two, like I would have been five or six. Yes, I don't have many memories. I think I could, had he continued, it would have been bigger, but just like his numbers are ridiculous. But anyways, this is all just a long way of saying it feels like some a little bit of our childhood is now starting to be affected by this. Now a little bit of my childhood is dying, and I know this means a lot more to the my father's generation because these were like really their big greats at the time and whatnot. So it's all terrible and stuff, but it's also a good time to sort of look back at their careers and just remember how great they were. I started going through some highlights of with Mike Bossy and Guy Lafleur, like holy man, and you look at the sticks they're using and the gloves and stuff, and it's like. How are you guys doing this back then? Like, and you know, it's they didn't know any better. Hockey was life for them. It, it, it was effortless for them. It really was. Like, they they didn't seem necessarily like they were. And the best, and the best. I don't know. I guess it, the the best part about it is too is you're, like you're saying, right? Like, how did these guys do this? And they're going into the intermission and they're lighting up a dart. Having a having yeah. a beer. It's like these <laughs> guys were like basically so out of shape, oh. but yet just incredible yep. incredible players, Marty. Like incredible players, and yeah. you know what? Like like you said, I mean, something special. It's it, it's tough. It's been a tough couple of weeks for for hockey and hockey fans here. And you know what? Like I yeah. mean, and I and I, I I echo your sentiments as well. Like these are some of the the, the players that you know, in particular, our our fathers and you know uh, our parents' generation. Uh, really took in but that kind of bled into us as we started getting into the game a little bit so so you know what it's certainly again they would point out these players and say listen these are the kind of hockey players you need your generation should be like these players like it was that kind of thing like if you're going to emulate anybody emulate these players and then you know thankfully we had Wayne Gretzky in our era where it's like you know what too bad we got ours (laughs) But I mean, the rest, like they all did though. Like Gretzky would easily, quickly say, like I would watch tapes of Mike Bossy or Guy Lafleur. Like they all, the best respect each other, and and the ones that were doing it before. It always happens. It's always there. So it's great. But it's yeah, it, it was a tough one um, for sure. And 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 all right, that's that's that. It's that. enough of the sad stuff. <laughs> so let's yeah, we're gonna move right on to oh my god. Okay, check my fanny. Holy jeez, you're such a jerk. It's not getting any better. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it doesn't. Okay, it's good that we're doing it again on Monday because at least we have a final sort of result yeah, of yeah. what happened last week. So I don't know if you guys remember when we talked about it, the way things were, guys. Uh, basically, Joel needed to beat Mike in order for this week to be winner take uh, all. Sort of like a push to the last yeah. minute, like a winner. Yeah, exactly, exactly, a winner take all scenario. Um, it's not Joel didn't shit the bed or anything. Joel put up a really good fight. Um, but Mike just had like one, dude, you had one hell of a week. Uh, Mike ended up with 66 points. Joel ended up with 55. Like again, Joel put in a very good effort. Uh, he even had 11 points from Kucherov, seven or eight points from, uh, McDavid, some sixes and fours and all that kind of stuff, but just goalies, just not so much, but, uh, yeah. So, and I did my part. I held up my end of the bargain. I got, I got my W kind of squeaked it out a little bit. 58, 51. Um, but what does that mean for now? Basically means Mike has won. Uh, you know, in, in the mathematical world, there's possibilities. Call it hope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Basically it means your players all have to sit the entire week and uh, all my players play and then we're good. Then I'll win. That's the only way this happens, folks. So congratulations, Michael. Season one. But what what a great first podcast season that it really boiled down to uh, you and I at the end of the like at the end of the season. So 
What I am, I am going to put this out there though. Should I happen to win this week? I'm just saying, if I happen to win this week, your win is on a technicality and nothing else. Just saying. <laughs> well, l listen, it, it, um, I mean, we're both competitors. And if I'm being honest here, I just as soon beat you this week and put that all to rest uh, and just and, and just have done with it and whatever. But listen, uh, like, like listen, I, pre I appreciate the congratulatory remarks for sure. Yes, as you said, technically... There is no championship one at this particular moment. Having said that, I definitely am in a I definitely am in a driver's seat or a good position or whatever you want to say. I mean, Marty Marty would basically have to outscore my team by a literally a fifty point margin. To that's true. To, I can't. Yeah, what would ha okay? Just like you know, playing devil's advocate. Let's say we're tied in points four. What is what is that tiebreaker after? Season series between both clubs. Season series. Wow. Okay. Oh, well, that would make sense, which you probably have this mm, year. I don't know, my friend. Well, I'd have to go back and check on that. I mean, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, there's not a chance in hell, folks. It just ain't happening. But it's interesting. Do we have a tiebreaker after the third as well? Uh, you know what? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I think that's too. Far. I, I think the season series is as far as we went because that's like third level deep. Yeah, yeah. That would at that point after that we just flip a coin. I think you win <laughs> or split the cash. It's just yeah. You. <laughs> it would be ridiculous. That's for sure. But you know, but I'm just gonna ju just for shits and giggles. But you know what? I mean, it, it, it's one of those things where with the fact that. You know, you and I were kind of going head to head here, especially in the second half. Uh, I mean, basically all year, but really in earnest here, the second half, we've kind of really uh, been going like a three headed monster most of the way. And you and I have been in there the whole yeah. time. Um, listen, it's given us a lot of content, a lot of stuff to talk about on the podcast. Yeah, it true. certainly has given us opportunities to, uh, you know, take jabs and rib at each other a little bit. Um, and of course, listen, we had the advantage of this being the first season that we changed the uh, scoring for defensemen, which I believe is the first major, True. major thing we did with its scoring, I think, since the inception of the league. So, of course, that threw yeah. that through, you know, a different uh, a level and another another element uh, to the league, which is certainly going to give uh, the boys uh, another angle to think about as we're all constructing our rosters moving forward. Um, okay. And of course, another development um, for me as the season wore on was the amount of teams that basically said, you know what, I'm going for this. Uh, I mean, that's true. Hell, as late as week uh, 23 in our season, we have a 27 week season in total, folks. But as late as week 23, we had six teams out of eight with a winning record. So, I mean, you're down to the last five weeks of the season here and you've got three quarters of the league that are winning record and let's call it what it was within shouting distance of making something happen. So absolutely. So absolutely. all of these things definitely, you know, uh, 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 gave our league uh, a little bit of a different spin this year. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and, and check, but I really don't remember there being a time where so many teams were literally going for the championship. Like it wasn't just like, I did check. Like it wasn't three. It wasn't it like, it was six, man. Like that's, the most the most we had was three. I can't. I wish I would written down the, the year. I, it wasn't actually that long ago, uh, but the most we had was three. Uh, so this is by far our best season. Um, and the reason I know is because I was trying to look if this was actually my best season, and it is by far my best season. 
and it's still not good enough to win. That's how crazy of a year this is. People are having historic years and it ain't good enough. So like that's that says a lot about the kind of work that went into this season for pretty much every team. Because, um, I mean, records aside, Jason and, and Scott right. did exactly yeah. what they wanted to do this yeah. year. They're on a different they plan. Exact, absolutely. And they, they Jason's got a sick, t- same thing with Scott. They both have a ridiculous amount of, um, uh, well, of picks coming up well, over the next four years. And on top. They're stacked. And on top of that, look at what Scott put up last week. He was in the 50s, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was. Like, I think he was pushing 60. to show you. Uh, if he didn't get 60, can, uh, 58. Wow. Like, like, buddy, I, like, he's in good hands. Yeah, he is. Oh, Kevin Fiala. My God, I wish I would have taken him up. Kevin Fiala got 11 points last week. I know. What the hell? Seven assists and four goals. It's spread out evenly. The guy is just on fire, man. Oh, my God. I be- why didn't I do it? I believe you. 84 I- points in 79 games. I'm an idiot. I, be- I am an idiot. I believe you talked about him last week, and that's the only reason why I didn't bring him up this week in my Beauties and the Beast, just because of, that was a little bit repetitive. But this kid, like, and by the way, and by the way, check for for all you folks out there, and Marty, for yourself as well, go back and check Kevin Fiala. If you want a performer in the second half of the season, Fiala oh. Fiala is your man. Oh my god. Pretty much. This right? guy the, oh the past like god. this guy the past like 2 to 3 years completely completely turns it on in the second half. It's it's nuts man like Oh my god. He he's this is nuts. And that wild team and that wild team is going to be something else well, here too. Well, okay, and yeah, we're we're about to. Get yeah, yeah. Sorry, just we do. We were supposed to mention Scott a little bit more this week because oh. he was upset we didn't talk. Hey, about Scott. Him. <laughs> hey, Scott. Uh, you got a pretty good team. I guess the basement's fun, but uh, <laughs> we'll see you next year. Not big enough to talk uh, about you, yeah. Scott. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we love you, Scott. Um. So, uh, I one final thing I, I did look just now while you were talking. Yes, sir. Uh, if I were to win this week, our season series would be tied. You're right now up 3-2. So, oh if I God. win this week, our season series is tied. The only thing separating us is points for Oh, my God. So that's, that is absurd. If somehow, and listen, there are crazier things that have happened in this world. But if all, most, if not all, of your players sit and all of mine play... There's, there's an outside chance. Hey, are you saying there's a chance? You're saying there's saying there's a chance. Saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> Next week's show should be fun. It'll be me crying basically. Jeez. All right. Okay. So that's that's it for my fanny. I from Oh, sorry. No, one more thing I want to mention. Um this is actually very interesting too. The Bucks oh, yes. and oh, yes. the uh, Demons are actually playing for first in their division. Yep. Which is saying a lot because the demons at one point were seemingly running away with the championship, and then something happened. I don't. I'm not sure what happened. I'm not going to go into theories or anything. But they started to fall off, and now it's basically up to the Bucks. So right now the demons have a game in. Uh, it's not a game in hand, but they're up one game. But if they lose and they're playing against the Bucks this week, if they lose, the Bucks would actually win because they got the points for tiebreaker. So it's all in my dad's hands. And uh, I talked to him a little bit today about it, and he says he's ready. He says he put together his best team, and he's hoping for it. So 
I don't know, not nothing against you, Tom, but you know, best of luck, Dad. I guess I always pull for the other. Hey, listen, like, man, and it's my father. So. Absolutely, blood thicker than water, bud. Yeah. I mean, come on, that's now. right, DNA, baby. Yes, sir. <clears throat> All right, so that's that is the last um, for the check my penny. So we'll move along to along the boards now. I just, uh, program note, folks. Um, just we're gonna skip over the oily Habs segment this week. Primarily because we want to go deep into the Along the Boards, which the Along the Boards this week is going to be somewhat different, a little bit special. We're going really into the matchups as they sit today. Um, so I hope that's okay with everybody, uh, all you Habs fans out there. Um, I mean, what do you really want us to say? <laughs> we've, I think we've milked the hell out of that cow. She dry. We moving on. <laughs> First up, buddy. Okay, so Mike, this is yeah. This, this, lead us into it. This Mike. to me, listen. I, I'm starting off with a bang. I don't know. Mm. I, I don't know how you feel, Marty, about this year's uh, matchups. But to me, and these are two teams where that I think you and I have, you know, had a little bit of an affinity with here over the, over the course of the year. And I and I love them both. Yeah. We're talking about the yes. Blues and we're talking about the Wild, folks. What? Folks, for me, this series, like, listen. Even if my Habs were playing in the playoffs, I I honestly like I would be all over this series, man. I think this. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think this thing goes six without question. And listen, uh, and I I don't think I'm I'm saying anything that's out of the realm here for anybody else that's that's picking series. This could easily go seven games. And as a matter of fact, I would almost oh, yeah. I would almost expect it to to go seven games. But uh, but I will say, listen. <laughs> I'm going to give the the advantage to the Blues. I'm actually picking the Blues in seven. And the biggest reason why I'm doing this is special teams. The difference between both, you're look uh, you're looking at the Blues with a 26.6% power play percentage. Okay. And they're and the Wild they're sitting at 20.6. The PK is where I really think that things could potentially differ here. You got the Blues sitting at 80 84.1. And you got the Wild sitting at 75.7. So to me, in both cases, there's enough of a gap there that I really do have to give the Blues a little bit of an advantage. And the fact that, as you and I both know, Marty, in the playoffs, those special teams, it's it's so... What's the word? Yeah, I'm, what's the word? I'm, it, it, it is. I mean, for lack of a better term, it, yeah. it, the, your special teams are crucial in the playoffs. And I just think that the Blues have a nice little gap in both power play and penalty killing that I really think that they can take this on. And if I'm being honest, if you go down that lineup, I just feel like once you start getting to that third and fourth line, listen, both solid, both solid groups, yeah. both can do some damage. Yeah. I just feel like when you really get to that bottom six, the Blues can do more damage with that their bottom six than the Wild can do with their bottom six. So, I mean, th this is a really close matchup. I mean, obviously Blues and seven, but for me, it will come down to those special teams making the difference. Now, see that when you talk about a series that has potential to go six or seven, there's there's no way to to make it obvious that you're like this is why it, this is why this team will win it in seven. 
there there really isn't because you could be you you could be wrong and still be kind of right about exactly why you thought they were going to win because when it's seven games it's mm-hmm. it's anybody's yeah. game it's anybody's series so there's no way of saying well this is why I know St. Louis will win or this is why I know Minnesota will win because again it could be it could it could be exactly why they won you know, three games, but they will still lose the series. So it doesn't make you wrong. It just, it's a, it's a series that's going to be tight. It's going to be fought hard. And whoever comes out of that might be a little winded. Um, so the thing, and I agree with you 100%, like even, it's not like my Oilers are in it, but I know I'm going to be watching yep. this series. And because it, it has that potential of being constant back and forth. Just constant like edge of your seat stuff. If I was to introduce somebody to uh, playoff hockey for the first time, I would point them to this series and one other series that we're going to talk about later. This series in particular, though, I've got no hesitation. Uh, I've never seen playoff hockey before. Where should I start? Blues and, and Wild. Absolutely. Um, now, the, like, the Blues have, and we definitely talked about this before, they have eight players with 20 or more goals, but Minnie's got six. But if you flip that around a little bit, Minnie has three with 30 or more, while St. Louis just has two. So it, it, it's it's kind of like, how do, you, how do you measure which one means more? The 20 or more with more players means you've got more depth, but the 30 or more means you've got guys who can actually put it in the net a little bit better and more consistently. Like I would actually give that, that edge a little bit to many, not just because they, you know, they actually do have that edge, but basically because they've got that, that I think Kaprasov is kind of a secret weapon. I mean, 103 points in the season is amazing. And 45 of those are goals. That's what I mean. Like he's got that kind of next level stuff. Whereas with St. Louis, don't get me wrong. Tarasenko, obviously a great talent, Probably just right up there with just this season, maybe not so much. And for whatever reason, it doesn't oh. matter. Um, but I do think that, you know, there's there's another element too. There's the goalies. Like you've got, uh, sure, I can save your season goalie in Huso over in St. Louis. But then you've got a goalie that, sure, I'll carry you to the finals in Flurry. So that way there, it's also kind of even. In specifically in Nets, I do give the edge to Mini just because I don't think Bennington figured it out at all. Uh, for the amount of times they gave him a chance to figure it out, he never did. So if something happens to Huso, absolutely St. Louis goes down the rest of the way. Nothing good will come of that. It's Huso or Bus, 100%. Whereas in Mini, Talbot showed that he was able to rejuvenate his season and he's fine. He's absolutely fine. I could see... I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do this and I wouldn't condone I wouldn't push for this but I'd be fine if they did split it between Flurry and Cal and Talbot just because it kind of makes sense they're both playing really good and it's just Flurry but you don't go out and get Flurry to have him play 50 50 you have him for this reason exactly like yeah. they're in the playoffs this is why you got Flurry so but I am picking Mini and six that's I, I'm just picking Mini just because I think they've got offensively I think they do have a little bit more than St Louis. And I know that sounds crazy because they've got eight with 20, but I do think they just have a little bit extra flair. Fiala, of course, second half of the season. Holy geez, is he ever coming alive? There's nobody in St. Louis who's playing that level right now. It's it's more balanced and that's fine, but I do give it to Mini. That's that's where I'm coming from. Well, I mean, I mean, and and judging by our picks, I mean, I think we're both kind of saying the same thing. This is definitely going to be a series of inches for sure. Like, I mean, 
you know, this could even come down to, you know, what kind of availability uh, will they have with some of their injured players? I know that Minnesota has Dumba out right now, and I know that that maybe wasn't looking so hot. So listen, I mean, it, 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 this series will come down to stuff like that. I mean, these guys are really well balanced. I mean, Marty, you and I have talked about both of these teams throughout the year. Uh, We we both have have, have had a little something for them. We love the way they play. We like how deep they are. Uh, Both uh, our playoff teams, you know, especially with Huso coming in and uh, and stealing that job from Bennington. Uh, You know, that that solidified things on the back end for them. But like you say, uh, you know, Minnesota certainly has a little bit of an advantage in nets in regards to their team tandem um yes but listen i mean here that, that's the nice thing about uh you know the prognostications i mean it's a case where you know i just ha- i have a different angle a little bit different than yours but i mean this regardless of who you're picking for in this series like you said if somebody new comes around and says hey i'm a brand new hockey fan which yeah. series should i watch this year in this year's playoffs it's going to be one of two, and this is one of them. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you, and I, you know, I know I said it to you already, and you kind of just lightly touched on it. Whoever comes out of this series is going to be black and blue, man. Yeah, like, I really it, think oh, this yeah. could be a very, very physical series as well. Like, there's going to be everything in this thing. Speed, I think so, yeah. Uh, great plays, physicality. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's great goaltending. The deeper uh, this series be... goes, the, the more physical it'll get, I think. I think it comes I think out, so, yeah. I think they both come out firing run and gun very quick but then i think uh, game two game three game four you're going to start to see some physicality come out because they're both going to play similar styles there's got to be something different i i do give the physical edge to st louis a little bit i think they've got some players who are who are more used to that style of play than in than in mini but mini's no slouch so yeah it's this is an interesting series for sure this series this series is going to be this series is going to be a war and the, the the last thing I'll say about a series like this. Now, listen, Calgary's my pick to come out of the West. That's who I'm. That's who I'm keeping. I'm sticking with my plan. But the one thing I will say about a, a, a type of series like this, we, black and blue, lots of physicality. Whoever's going to come out of this is going to be hurting like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> but I, I, this is that type of series where whoever does come out of it, Marty, they could really, really, really go on a run. Like yeah. th- this could, this could be one of those things where it kind of galvan, like, I, I guess yeah. I'm looking at this, maybe, maybe, you know, let's say Minnesota comes out here, right? Yeah. Like th- they're kind of, they're kind of seen as, you know, ah, oh, you know, pretty good team, you know, really yeah. good team. They've done some damage, but I don't know if anybody is really, I don't know if anybody's fearing them. Like you, you talk about so. the lightning or you talk about Florida, whatever. I, I, I don't feel like they're getting enough respect that way. And I could just see, really for both clubs, I don't know why I'm kind of leaning towards Mini, but maybe I could just see it really galvanizing either team and just them going on a nice run. I don't know. There's just an added little note there. This is that type of series where either you could either see that team kind of come out of this series and get swept in the next series yeah. because they're so beaten up, yeah. or it goes the other way around and they go on yeah. a long run. And they use that so as I don't a catapult. Know. So yeah, you're right. That's kind of what I'm. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. So we'll see how it all plays out. But it's going to be one hell of a series, man. Definitely, people should be checking out that series. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, moving on. Flames versus Predators. Now, I I don't want this to come as a disrespect uh, at all. I I love. Uh, first of all, I love Saros. I think he's a great goalie. I have him. I've had him on my team. In fact, you traded him to me. Did you not? I did. I did. 
Yeah, and I, uh, trade, I trade. I traded you Ehlers and uh, Saros for Gensel. Oh wow! Whoa, that was a long time ago. Because <coughs> you have Ehlers now. <laughs> Still, I got him back. Sorry, you got him back. Oh. Yeah. And uh, anyways, so I okay. So <laughs> I do think the Predators are a good team. I think they're better than their record shows, even to a degree. Um, but I fully expect to see a second and perhaps even a third or fourth gear out of the flames in the playoffs. Now I, I think Suter will have them playing a modified version of what we've seen during the regular season. It's really, it's worked really well and that's great, but I think they're going to explode into the playoffs and I think they're going to do that right out of the frigging gates and the, their first victims of many is going to be the predators. It, it, it's not actually going to be close they're going to make some minor mistakes that may cost them a game or two, but this series will never feel like it isn't theirs. They will have full control the entire time. So Flames and five, and, and, and honestly, I'm saying five just because I do respect, like Saros could steal a game. That's what I'm going to say, yeah. but nothing else. This is going to be, oof. Uh, exciting to watch because it's the flames and it's gonna be like all right canadian team like this is one to fear um but sorry nashville fans <laughs> this is not gonna be pretty for you well listen i i will agree with you and i think you actually put it uh perfectly in regards to no matter how this kind of finishes you know four to one series four to two series whatever the case may be even if nashville is able to score a couple of wins let's say i think you're right like this is always this series is definitely gonna have pretty much from the outset i think a uh, controlling feel from the flames. Uh, I think you, I think you put it best. Like uh, uh, me personally, I see the flames taking this uh, in six games, uh, six hard fought contests to be is, is what I wrote down here. And the reason I say that is, I mean, look, like you mentioned right off the top, Saros, uh, listen, this guy's a workhorse, man. Oh, man. And you're, you're not, and, and remember, you're not talking about uh, a six, four, 225 pound goaltender here. This guy's under six feet. And mm. I venture to say he's pro if he's 200 pounds, he's just 200. Like I believe he's actually probably a little under, but I mean, between Saros, you got Yossi on that back end. It's not exactly the flashiest of back ends, but you know, that's a good decor down there. Uh, serviceable at the very least. Yeah. And look, you still got Duchesne, Johansson, and Forsberg able to do some damage up there too. So again, I, I personally think that this could be a, this is going to go to a 4-2 series in the Flames' favor. But I will put the caveat in there and, and add what you just mentioned off the top that th this isn't, even even though it's a 4-2 series, this will never really seem like uh, yeah. close at all. I think the Flames will have a really... Uh, a dominating feel over the series itself. I would expect the Flames to come out and dominate at the the very first game. They'll blow them out. It'll be something like four nothing or five to one, something like that, and set the tone nice and early. Second game, uh, it might be a little bit tighter. I can see it being like maybe a four two, but still clearly uh, the Flames, like you know, four two with an empty netter kind of thing. And then the third game, Nashville, it'll be in Nashville, and that's when they'll be like, all right, let's. Do something. So they're either win the game three or game four, but both games will be close. Like if they, if, if the, if whatever game Nashville does win, even if it's one or two, uh, both of them will be very close. And again, it'll just feel like Calgary let it go, or or it's because Calgary, not necessarily because Nashville outplayed them. Again, Nashville's a good team, but I'm sorry, Calgary is a better team than most other teams in the league. They're in the top echelon. 
they're a serious contender for the cup just because of the yeah. types of to the types of seasons um Goudreau and Kachuk have had and and Eliash as well like they've got a magic pain like man th- these players have had career seasons not to mention the fact that this is going to be a tough off season for Calgary but let's not go there yet cuz that's oh boy that's i don't know how that's going to happen um is it Brad Trevelling He's going to have his work cut out for him in the offseason because these guys are all going to get a massive payout. And I don't see how Calgary can hold on to all of them. But anyways, that aside, enjoy the ride because I think it's going to go very well, far. And you know what? I mean, it, definitely going to be an interesting uh, series, especially from a Canadian uh, standpoint. I mean, you know, yeah. we're we're certainly pulling for our Canadian teams here. And I mean, talking about another Canadian team, bud, yeah. uh, do you want to get do you want to get into your orders or do you want me to start? Oh, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, listen. I'm being honest here. I think this was the best possible matchup for the Edmonton Oilers in round one of this yep. year's playoffs, bar, <laughs> bar none. Yeah, yeah. Now, that that is not to slight the Kings in any way, shape, or form. Uh, no. You and I, on a couple of occasions this year, Marty, have actually been quite impressed with the Kings. And then listen, now that we're down to the end of the year here, and uh, you know, unless something weird happens, I, I believe LA's, I don't know if they've clinched, but I think it's pretty tough for them not to get in. Having, yeah, they, having, exactly, yeah. I mean, having said that, I I do think that, you know, I think the Oilers in their offense in this particular case uh, can really, uh, you know, put Ale back on their heels a little bit. Uh, Ale's a great team, uh, you know, solid, uh, solid roster. They show, they've shown that throughout the year. I mean, they've been basically been in a playoff position here for, uh, if not three quarters of the year, I believe more. So, you know, they've, they've been there the whole time. They never really faded away. Uh, you got a nice mix of some youth up there with uh, some veteran leadership, your quicks, your dowdies, uh, your Kopitars. So listen, I mean, I, I, I certainly don't think Edmonton Royals in here and, 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 and sweeps the series in any way, shape or form. You know, I, I, I like the way Edmonton's playing right now. I think this is the best hockey that they've they played all year, obviously. Uh, and even more importantly, I think this is the best hockey that Mike Smith has played, uh, even potentially in an Edmonton Oilers uniform. Uh, I mean, he's 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 on fire of late. The past two three weeks here, he's. I guess that means Holland's going to so, sign him to a ten year contract. Then. <laughs> hey, you know what? Let's just back the trolley up here, Tim. If that if he gets any ideas, I think you and I will just take two leg on the road out to Alberta, and we'll take care bit. of that in the right. I think so. In the right hurry. I mean, hell, <laughs> even as a Habs fan, I wouldn't want him doing it. But anyway, uh, listen. Listen, this, all this to just say, I really do believe the offense probably leans on, on LA a little bit. You, you, Doughty's out. I think Doughty's out for the year. I don't believe he's yeah. to come back any. So, I mean, you know, you're you're losing a lot of presence on that back end uh, and a lot of experience too. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I've i got this going down as a six-game series. You know, if something weird happens and, and, and you know, LA can, can – whatever get on a little bit of a run i could see this kind of weirdly going seven potentially uh but i i just think that the oilers would probably be able to lean on la here and be able to take this series in in comfortable fashion i'll say so i don't know i i don't know if i'm supposed to sort of move on with dissing edmonton even though it's clearly working in their favor um or if i'm supposed to you know announce the fact that I'm currently wearing an Oilers shirt and an Oilers hat and be like, yay, go Oilers. Um, This isn't the series for it, though. Um, I I don't, 
like you, like this is, <laughs> I don't want to say this series is going to be boring. And, it, and again, it's not necessarily a shot against Edmonton, but let's, or sorry, against LA. But let's be real. LA wasn't supposed to be here. Um, this wasn't this wasn't yeah. the type of season LA was supposed to have. They've overachieved. And a lot of that is on the back of Jonathan Quick, who was not supposed to rejuvenate his career in year 10 of his contract, of a 10-year contract, at age 36. He wasn't supposed to, but he did. And there's nothing wrong with all this. This is great. The Kings could absolutely be that Cinderella team that you actually should legitimately fear in the playoff situation. They've got absolutely... This is something we talked about during the regular season too. They've got nothing to lose. They're not supposed to be here. So they're just having fun. This is all a great learning experience for that young team that's in there. They've got some veterans that are in there that will actually be able to coach them through this stuff. Like uh, Kopitar has won a cup before. Uh, Same thing with Dowdy. Same thing with Quick. So they've got some serious experience on that team. But that's not what this is about. This is about teaching that younger team... Pedersen is going to be the starting goalie for them for years to come very soon. It was supposed to be this year. It didn't happen. Quick kind of forced their hand to say, nah, listen, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm reclaiming the number one spot in this last year, and that's fine. So it's a very interesting situation for Edmonton to be in because, again, while you shouldn't necessarily fear L.A., you kind of should in a way just because they got nothing to lose. L.A.'s, like... Who cares? We get swept by the Oilers. Of course we did. They got McDavid and Dreisaitl. What the hell are we even doing here? That's fine. Or they win. Like, let's say Edmonton wins the series in six games, which is what I'm uh, projecting. Well, which is what I'm predicting, which means they've won. They've stolen two games. Either they won both at home or you stole one from Edmonton and you stole one or you took one from home. It doesn't matter how you did it. That's all experience. That's all really good for the kids. This is going to be a very good experience for the Kings, and it only means something much better for next year and the years to come. For Edmonton, yeah, Mike Smith better keep this up. Um, They can, in this series, Edmonton can run away with it with McDavid and Dreisaitl. That would be fine. This is the series you can kind of lean on there. If Mike Smith doesn't exactly come out and play the way he's currently playing, which is to the tune of like a 140 and, 90, and 960 over his last five games, um, which is basically what I said needed to happen going into the playoffs. Mike Smith needed to become this magician. He seems to do this a lot near like near this time of year and just become this amazing goalie again. Um, so unless he's able to carry that through, this team can actually lean on McDavid and Dreisaitl for this series, and they probably would still win, and it's a game, and it's a, a six-game series for them, and that's fine. It's the next series that, you know, probably not. But anyways, for this series, I'm going with Edmonton in six. Great to see LA in there. Great to see Quick and 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 Kopitar and Iafalo. Like, these are all really good players. They've got a good team in there. and But, yeah, I don't think they really – at the end of the day, I don't think they can stack up to Edmonton. Sorry. Well, I mean, this this is certainly a case, right, where one team has all the pressure on them and the other one doesn't. So pretty much, well, Woodcroft totally did a really agree. good job with that. With that pressure, Woodcroft yeah. has actually gotten a way to for these players, the Canes, the Nuge, all of them. They all understand their roles a lot better under Woodcroft than they did with Tippett. Tippett, just I'm sorry, but I still don't I don't I don't think Tippett's a good hockey coach at all. I think Woodcroft's actually very very good coach. He's proven that over the the third whatever we'll say 30 games in 
So he'll probably get a really nice contract out of this. Very deserving. But uh, yeah, it's it's just a yeah different team. Well, the, the one thing I'll and this is the last thing I'll say on uh, on this series. The one thing I have liked about Woodcroft, and I know that this is going to be a pretty blanketed statement, a pretty generalistic statement. But with everything that went on with that team this year, I I like the way that he has come in and just settled it down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. and, 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 and I could, I could mention several, several different things of what he's done, but just on an overall, he just kind of came in and just, okay, just hold on a second here. Like everything was kind of going a mile a minute. What, what's going on with the Oilers? What, what, True. you know, what's going on here? Is McDavid going to stick around? Just came in there and yeah. listen, I, I, whether it was systematic changes that he brought in or whatever the case was, I, I just think that they're playing somewhat of a i know it's weird to say it's they don't play a quiet game because they're a bit bit run and gun so to speak but they're playing a quieter game like there's just you know i've seen i've seen more three to two scores and and i i I like the way edmonton has been winning in different ways and we we've talked about this over the past couple of weeks the way they've been able to come into the playoffs is lending itself to them being successful in said playoffs. I'm not saying they're getting out of the first, like I'm not saying anything other than the fact that I think the way that they've been able to play here the past month and a half is going to lend itself to better playoff success. They actually have to go out and play the games now, but at least they're there. They're not where they were three and a half months ago. So you're right. Listen, uh, and, and, Again, going back to right off the top, I think this lends itself to really helping Edmonton out. You're, I don't want to say they're easing into the playoffs against LA, but again, we both agree LA was the team that Edmonton would have... I just think it's the best matchup for them to continue to be successful and move on in the playoffs. Yeah, I and I 100% uh, just last thing, I'll say 100% uh, Woodcroft came in and... and, and Took the the pot off the stove, so to speak, mm-hmm. and, and but kept <clears throat> but kept things hot, and, and yeah. understood what he had in that pot and made it work. But just turned down the heat and, and made them all just sort of take a step back and just breathe, and it and it really worked. Um, and I mean, they've just done extremely well since. Uh, I know I've been bashing on them, not necessarily bashing on them, but just not falling for it. I, I would say. Um, and I still, I, I'm still there. I like, but we're in the playoffs now, so I'm going to, I'm going to push for them to, to be successful, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not getting ahead of myself. I'm taking this series as what it is. It's them versus LA. This is a great matchup for Edmonton. They should win this series. And then we'll talk about the next one. I still think there's issues that never got addressed. Hopefully that could be addressed or hopefully that can be. I don't know how you fix that in the playoffs, but hopefully that something can come, something good or something, some sort of silver lining can come out of it during the playoffs so that they can continue to go forward. We'll just say that. Fair enough. Moving on here, folks. We've got the last of the Western Conference matchups here. The Avalanche and Stars. Uh, if I'm being if I'm being honest here, Marty, I yeah. I kind of I, I kind of think this mirrors the Predators and uh, Flame series. To be very honest with you, where yeah. listen, I I don't think the Avalanche are going to really feel uh you know like they don't have uh, uh, control of the series. I like the Predators and Stars. I think they're both I'll call them plucky teams. Mm-hmm. Like they're those type of teams that are just a little bit of a thorn in your side. You kind of got to kick them down a few times to kind of get rid of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. 
I, I do like uh, the Avalanche, obviously, for a number of reasons that we spoke about all year this year. Your Makars, your 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 uh, your great first line. Although I wonder what's going on with Landis Cog, and now Rantanen has been ill the past uh, two or three games, so yeah. we'll see how that all plays out. But if they're healthy and they have most of the guys that they uh, that 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 are in the lineup. I don't see this being an issue for the Avalanche whatsoever. Um, you know, they certainly solidified things in getting Kemper in the offseason to add, uh, you know, a number one, a bonafide number one goalie mm-hmm. uh, to the to the mix. But uh, listen, I don't think this goes any more than six games in Colorado's favor. Uh, I'll give Dallas a couple of a couple of whacks at it. You know, there are a couple of home games, and maybe they can uh, eke out a win uh, in Colorado somewhere. But uh, I, I really do kind of think this mirrors the, the Flames and Predator series in that mm-hmm. I really don't think uh, Colorado's going to feel like they're out of control at any point. By all rights, this series could be a sweep. Um, it, it wouldn't shock anybody. Uh, it's not that Dallas shouldn't be there uh, at all. Dallas is a very good team, up-and-coming team. Um, this is not a Stanley Cup winning team, though. The roster just isn't there. But they deserve to be there for sure. It's just Colorado is one of the top three in the. They're the number one team in the league, if not the second. Are they not? Where are the final standings? They're still number. I think they're still number one. I think okay. Florida's number two. Uh, Florida is at one twenty, and Colorado's at one sixteen, and oh. at, they're even in in games. So yeah, so they're number two. But you know, listen, they got one hundred sixteen points this season. Dallas has ninety three. So Dallas is no slouch, 93 points, great season, uh, very good goalie, uh, underrated, not talked about too much. Really wish I hadn't traded him, but I got Barkov out of it, so it's okay. But it's just not going to be enough. Colorado's way too strong, way up and down that lineup. They've got so much talent. It's avalanche in five. I mean, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> well, I, I mean, listen, I, this is their time, Marty. I mean, this is, is the year that the Avalanche's organization has been building towards. Uh, I mean, you know, as with many uh, elite teams, as they work their way through the regular season, it's all about the playoffs. These guys have known about yeah. this since game one oh, yeah. before, you know, before puck drop in game one. So it's go time now. You Kadri's hope that they have too, the... is he not? Yep, yep. You hope they have that full lineup in there because, listen, with last year and McKinnon getting injured, like I, I want to see what this club can do at full pop. <coughs> so hopefully yeah, Landis Cog comes back and he's healthy. Hopefully Ranton gets back into the lineup and there isn't any issue there. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 I have to, I have to say, I mean, this is going to be a quick series for the Avalanche for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, moving on. Panthers versus Capitals. Now. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to be disrespectful. I'm old, and so this is a shot against me, I guess, a little bit. I'm in I'm in my 40s, but the Capitals are old, <laughs> so um, and it they just don't have they don't have. I mean, geez, it's the Panthers. Do they have a hope in against the Panthers? Like, what kind of hockey do they have to play against the Florida Panthers to actually? Not only win, but to make it an. Let's just talk about an interesting series because I don't think it gets interesting. Now, Oshie's already said that Ovechkin will be fine after that scary incident against the uh, the Maple Leafs, which it, I, I can see that. Like I saw, I watched the the so called injury. Doesn't look bad. He's day to day. I doubt they play him the rest of the se- uh, the rest of the season because why take that risk? He'll be fine. Uh, but even with him. Um, 
-hmm. It's not enough. It's the Panthers, for God's sakes. Talk about an up-and-down team. They're number one in the league. Like, this is just going to be way too much for the Capitals to keep up with. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, look, for me, it's a combination of what you've already mentioned. It's an aging roster with the Capitals. And as much as I like both goaltenders for the Caps, like I I think that both of these Mm. guys can do something uh, with their NHL careers. I'm sorry, but you have that young tandem that's going to face Marty. Four lines that can score. So, listen, I mean, I I don't mean to kind of skirt by this series. And and listen, we talked about it off off, uh, air as well. There, there could be a case where, listen, maybe the Capitals, with some of the experience they have in winning the cup, they can put, they can extend this series to five, or, or sorry, six, or, well, I just don't, you know what? If they extend it's hard. it, it's hard. If they extend it, then, you know, it has to do a little bit with the experience that that club has. But yeah, you know what? I, I mean, I got to be pretty much in the same wheelhouse as you here. I got to say Panthers and five because, yeah. dude, we we saw this all year. This has just been an offensive juggernaut. And they went out and they got better at the trade deadline. Yeah. So they're not going to lose in the first round. I'm sorry. They weren't going to lose in the first round before the trade deadline, before they went out and got Claude Giroux, who's been an amazing fit. He looks like he's been playing for them for years. Like, it's just, it's not happening. And I'm going to say this, though. If by some chance we're wrong, Capitals ain't making it out of round two. Because this is going to destroy them. In order to win, they need to be destroyed. They got to do. They got to pour everything they have into beating the Panthers, and then that's it. They've got. Trust me. There's going to be nothing left in the tank. I respect Ovi. I respect Backstrom, Oshi, all of them. Great, great hockey players. They're just just not their time, man. Yeah, it's not. They have their time. C'est fini. I mean, and and again, like I mean, this this is one of those teams that just kind of went all in for the playoffs here. So I mean, they they are stacked. They literally are stacked team. Uh, you know, four yeah. lines deep, and and they they've got a great. I mean, especially if Ekblad does come back for the playoffs, I'm not sure oh, if he's yeah. out for the season or not. I think That's he's coming point. back, but I'm not 100 percent sure. That. But but either way, we both agree that this is going to be a, you know, just short of a whitewash maybe. So we'll we'll see how this plays out, but yeah, I think the Panthers will take this pretty damn quickly. Ekblad was on the ice for practice Tuesday. Well, there you go. They're indicating is working integrated Ekblad into practice sessions on a day to day basis. This won't change the defenseman timeline to return. He's still expected to miss the rest of the regular season, but he might not have to miss too much time in the first round of the playoffs. It's over, Caps. It's already over. <laughs> You're done. It's it's already finished. (laughs) You know what? This is so done. I'm moving on to the next series, bud. We're done. This now. Oh, this is dangerous. This is dangerous territory here. Well, all I want to say about this series is what Ale was to the Oilers. Okay. (laughs) Really? This is no man. What what I'm trying to say here is this is exactly the reverse. Mm, This is mm. what the this is what the Leafs did not want. No, this is de- like, <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm. But listen, I mean, hell, I could have made a case, uh, you know, potentially against the Panthers. I could have made somewhat of a case for them against even Boston. Their oh, nemesis. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I am going to have a hard time in coming up with any bloody way that the Maple Leafs can win this series. Now, okay. I will say this about the Maple Leafs. This is the best team that they have had in the uh, current era. Obviously. The, uh, the, the Marner, uh, Matthews era, uh, Campbell and Nets. And, and the thing that really hurts me to say is it's 
all not going to be enough, Leaf fans. It's all not going to be enough. You have a great team. You have a team that can score. They're better defensively than they ever best, have been. Best record Cheer- in franchise history. Yeah, and I still don't think it's going to be enough. Yeah. With the Jesus. with the way with, listen, the Lightning have had their ups and downs throughout the season. But I will say this: whenever you have a team that's won and, and like obviously they're back to back Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. They're not. There's no. There's no reason for these guys to come out and be first overall. There's to to me, this is exactly the type of season I expected out of Tampa Bay. Losing their third line, bringing in a new third line, getting things accustomed. I mean, they're still building a team chemistry here from the from the deadline. And and yeah. yes, they've had their struggles. Yes, Vasilevsky has had his struggles, but guess what? The Leafs walk into Tampa the other night and they Tampa smokes them. Smokes them, bud. Like basically saying, hey, I know we haven't had our, the best year. I know we maybe even ha- haven't had, uh, you know, as good a year as you maybe offensively or whatever the case is. They yeah. walked in there and said, hey, remember who's back-to-back Stanley Cup champs. Remember who you are going to have to go through at some point. Like to, if the Leafs win round one, round, at some point they're going through a tough team. And and in my eyes, until somebody knocks off the lightning, like listen, I love the Panthers, but sorry, Florida, until you knock them off, they're the it's team lightning. Okay, yeah. and they've shown that over the past two games here, like that they've woken up. I mean, Vasilevsky, couple they of nice wins. To, yeah, Kucherov all over the place. Hedman oh. getting assist after assist after assist. Good lord. Yeah. So they they've basically announced to the league. Guess what? We're back. Well, not that they ever really left, but we're no. playoff ready. They're saying, listen, we're playoff ready. We're ready to defend this thing. And I just, I don't know if it's a combination for me of mental fortitude, uh, the challenges that they've gone through uh, over the years. I, I, I don't know what it is. I just get this pit in my stomach about the Leafs. And whenever it came up to the Lightning and the, them being their first round opponent in the first in the first round, I, I don't know, man. There's something that is really holding me back from the Leafs. And I'm sorry, I'm lightning in six. Like, listen, and that's the thing when, again, when you're talking about a series where I do 100% agree, it'll go six or seven. And so in, in that realm, we're drawing at straws. There, there's not much that separates the winners and losers in a series like this because it's going the distance. It could be anybody. So I don't disagree that this is a scary matchup for the Leafs. Okay, like Tampa has all the makings of another run for the cup. Stammer is playing extremely well, and he has all season long. And it's one that saw him become the franchise's leading points man, so good on him. Hedman, Cooch, Killorn, sorry, uh, Point, they're all there. Vasilevsky's guilty of another great season. However, the Leafs this year have something that I don't feel they've ever actually had before, and that's swagger. They, thanks in large part to Matthews, of course, but... Marner and Nylander both are having career years this year. And there's the steady consistency of their captain. Campbell figuring out right at the right time. Giordano 100% being way better than I thought he was going to be for them. This team has that edge this year more than any other year. I think part of that is because of all the losing that has happened, especially in the first round um, for the Maple Leafs. I do think this year like they've had talent before but it's clear 
that the talent that is left from years before that's still here now have figured something else out that I don't think was there, like I said, ever before. And again, that's swagger. That's not necessarily something you don't teach that. You don't give your team swagger. They go out and they create it and they earn it and they hold on to it. And that's exactly what this Maple Leafs team has done. They didn't exactly come out of the gates flying either. There were some scary moments. There were some injuries that they had to work through, all that kind of stuff. But then they got rolling. And when they did, when they put their gas, their foot on the pedal, they never let up. And they still haven't. I know they got blown out 8-1. I don't care. That's one game in the regular season. I could care. That doesn't mean anything to me at all. Do you remember who they had in Nets? Not the guy they're going to start in the playoffs. I promise you that. And besides all that, I don't care. That's the regular season at a time where nothing even fucking mattered. So I don't care at all that they got blown. They can get blown out the rest of the season. It means shit. Trust me, this team has figured something out. This year, they're going to beat the Lightning in the first round in six games and then watch out. Then they're going to turn it on even more. Because I think more than anything else, not just their swagger, the Lightning, as good as they're playing maybe right now and as good as some of the players are doing, there's still something off about this team. They The way they went into sort of a funk was not like them. Their funk was weird this year. Something we've never really seen them go into before. It was a it was a longer funk than I've seen them go into. Vasilevsky got he should be winning more games. He's losing games rather than winning games. Like the, he is doing that too, but he is he is actually losing games where I wouldn't say that in any other season of his. This has been a weird year for Mirror. There's either an injury or there's something up with this year. Everybody's allowed to have a down year, and as down years go, this is not a bad year to be considered a down year for a goalie like Vasilevsky, though. That's what I would say this is. That's what it's got that feeling like. So it wouldn't shock me that the Leafs would win in six, and that's why I'm picking them in six. Well, listen, I, I will say this about the Leafs. Again, the best team that they've iced in the in this era of, of, of Matthews and Marner and the, and the gang, mm-hmm. the top four. Yeah. yeah. If if these guys are going to get it done, like this this is it. Like th- this will be it for this team. Like I I have to think, Marty, if this is not a successful playoff run for them, I think I think change is coming. Oh uh, yeah. I, I I I don't think that if you're not successful with this group yeah. this year, yeah. and, and listen and listen, Marty, a, a successful run could doesn't necessarily have to mean the Stanley Cup for me. No no no. No. If they make it into the third round, you're starting to now build something, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe even the second round. But we're getting close to the end of the line of this top four here. So yeah. if if it doesn't get done or if they don't make some sort of a uh, a big step here, Marty, I, yeah. I, I got to think that this top four or this big four ends up uh, kind of going by the wayside. So listen... I, I I do I do hope nothing but the best for the Leafs. Like they're they're still a Canadian team, you yep. know. Uh, it's in the contract that I'm supposed to cheer against them, but <laughs> it is all Canadians sign Cana- that contract. <laughs> I, listen, I'm that guy. If a Canadian team's in it, I, I want to yes. see our Canadian teams do well. Yes. And and yes. and 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 for the long suffering Leaf fans, 
Like, yeah. I, I hope nothing but the best for this for for this roster. I just think that, and again, where things lined up perfectly for LA, uh, for Edmonton with the LA series, I think this is completely the reverse for for Toronto, and I think that almost to a certain degree it would have been a little better for them to be against maybe another another squad but you know what there's so much parity in the east anyway and really in the in, nhl in the east oh my god yeah this like is actually is i saw a crazy stat this year this is the first time there was eight teams uh to yeah. have a hundred point season uh yeah. was it just out of the east like in just, all of nhl that- history I think in one conference, yes. In one conference, yeah. I think okay. it's fir- first time that all teams That's have 100 impressive. points that make the. It is, man. Eight, it is. So it, it's like, it's like, it's like pick your poison. So uh, as much as I'm sitting here saying, you know, it probably isn't the best, and I still, and I really don't think it's the best matchup for the Leafs, especially in the first round. Listen, it doesn't matter who you're up against. You're going up against a hundred point team. So it is what it is. You're gonna have to fight, fight and claw for your your way to get there anyway. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, in this case we differ. I mean, I've got the, uh, the lightning in six, you have the Leafs in six. L- hey, let's, let's see who can get it done. I mean, yeah. the, I'm not saying the Leafs can't win the series. I just think it's going to be extremely tough for them to get out of it. Well, it is the first round. So <clears throat> and talking about being at opposite ends, <clears throat> this next series, <laughs> we could not be more on opposite ends, uh, the Bruins and hurricanes. Now. I don't know if I should. Start. I feel like you should start, just because mine's so different than yours. Okay. <laughs> so you know, li- I mean, I mean, li- listen. This is a. This can be somewhat of a pick'em, depending on how you look at it. I mean, with Pasternak's injury, it's certainly, you know, or or, the fact that they're really leaning on Pasta. Sorry, I know he has come back from injury, but they're leaning on him a fair bit too. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I, I mean. I, I do think the Canes uh, take this series, uh, in my personal opinion, in, si- in six games. Uh, I could see, as long as they're healthy, I could see Boston and their experience kind of pushing things a little bit, uh, potentially to a seventh game. I mean, a few couple of things would have to go right. So, I mean, you have a couple of what-ifs on Boston's side. Um, but, I, again... I, I think the Hurricanes, you know, this is just a team that's kind of been building towards this a little bit. They're 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 a pretty deep team here. I mean, I, I don't know if I would say they're necessarily as deep as a Florida, um, but another deep squad, uh, great defensive core. With me, a little bit of hesitation right now comes with uh, Anderson being injured uh, out there for them. So, uh, you know, he was a guy that they were kind of leaning on here to really, you know, do some damage in the playoffs and with him out. And Ranta being injured now as well. There's a little bit of a question mark in that. So this is this becomes a maybe a little bit more of a pick'em than I, I would have originally thought. But I'm still going to be leaning a little bit here with the Canes and six, um, with, with with potentially Boston being able to extend the series. I I think just because of the way Boston has played without Pasternak, it showed exactly why they have no business playing against the Hurricanes because the Hurricanes are the exact opposite of that. A player can go down in the Hurricanes, they won't miss a beat. They've got depth, they've got uh, the flexibility, the luxury, I guess if you could say, of having players believe into a system and everything works. Whereas with the Bruins, this is the first year where one player goes down and they fall off the earth in terms of the rest of their players 
who need to pick up the slack. Like Marshawn and and Bergeron and and um, wow Taylor Hall, they used to be able to do things on their own. They did not at all this year at all, and it was very weird these last twelve games. And it's and it's because of that that I've got the Canes sweeping Boston four games to none. Uh, the Hurricanes have been consistent all season long. They've been great all season long. They've got exactly what they need right at any given point in the season and certainly in the playoffs. They're just way too deep, way too talented. Uh, they're, they're just way up, uh, head and shoulders above what Boston is right now. And at the end of the season, Boston's going to turn around and go, what the hell happened? Um, but really, it's it's clear. Like They need to shake this roster up. There's not much on this roster that's that nothing jumps out from this roster aside from Pasternak, Marshawn, and Bergeron. But then the second you take um, Pasternak out of the equation, everybody's gone. Come on. You can't – you're not going anywhere with a roster like that. So, yeah, I'm picking – this is the first one I'm picking as a sweep. And it hurts to say that because it's Boston, but I'm sorry. You guys showed your true colors in the last 12 games and averaging just barely over two goals a game. Come on. You can't do that. Like, you can't expect to go anywhere with that. You've got – I don't know. Either the coach or the players or all of them need to shake their heads because you that's not a winning recipe. So, yeah, games and, well, games and four. The Bruins definitely have their work cut out for them in the series, that's for sure. Uh, it's You know, it's, it hasn't been often lately that the Bruins kind of go into a series maybe as the underdog, so to speak, right? Like, you've always kind of had that little yeah, bit of more true. of a dominating feel with Boston. So, a little bit of a different uh, spin on it this, uh, this year. But, I mean, listen, uh, they... They're certainly, you know, they, they really only have the two lines, I think, that can really do some damage. So, like you say, I mean, if, if, if there's any kind of hitch in a get-along uh, when it comes to those two lines, you know, whether it be a Pasternak or maybe Bergeron's not up to snuff, it really does put uh, um, the screws to them a bit tighter, if you will, just because of what the Hurricanes can throw at them. So, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, we, we certainly differ on may, maybe the, the length of the series, but uh, I think we can certainly agree it, uh, on the fact that uh, this is a bit of an uphill battle for Boston, no matter which way you look at it. I think you're being nice. I think you're being way too nice to my Bruins, but that's okay. I'll take it. See, Ron, I'm nice. Okay. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> All right. And the final matchup, this is the other one. It's funny. We mm -hmm. started with it and we're going to end with it. Do you agree? Yeah. Is this the other one you were talking about? Okay, oh, this is the other one, bud. This is the other if one. If you are new to hockey and you need to start somewhere, this is the other one. You start with either Mini and St. Louis or you go, and I would even lean to this one, Rangers and Penguins. Holy man, what a series okay. this is going to be. The Metropolitan Division on its own, can we just acknowledge one final time for the season? What a friggin' division. Honestly, gauntlet. friggin' gauntlet, like, man. I this the in my opinion, there's a fresh, not a fresh. Sorry, there's a strong argument to to absolutely say the Stanley Cup is coming over to the Metropolitan Division. The the winner is coming from that division because they had to play each other this season. They had to fight it out in the standings. Like these are some good hockey clubs, and the Rangers and Penguins, to me, are the best. Or are they the best? I don't know. We'll see. After this series, I think. Watch the series and you'll be so freaking entertained. That's a guarantee. This will be much, again, like we said, like much like the Blues versus Wild series, 
it, it, like just sit back and enjoy what these players can do, what's going to happen. They've got a Vesna Trophy winner for sure in Chesterkin, but make no mistake, uh, the guy over in Pittsburgh can hold his own. Actually, is Jerry even healthy? Because I know he was injured. Is he back? I don't think he's back yet. Uh, I'd have to. I'll have to double check. I, I do. I do believe it's a minor injury. I. I think he's back for the playoffs. I don't think he misses okay. any time for the playoffs. But of okay. course, if he if he misses any time, you know, you're going to Casey DeSmith. That could change things a little bit. Um, but again, you know, you're talking about Crosby. You're talking about Malkin. Like I know you were going oh, down this road anyway. So Let's I mean, hang. even with even Russ. with DeSmith, exactly. <laughs> sorry <laughs> even no no it's all good i mean even with the smith and nets like all these guys that you're mentioning they've still been winning have, well you have a hard time betting against that right like i mean yes. look in, in in my eyes this is the rangers series okay i've got the rangers in six i'll say that right off the bat but again it this is this is one of those series where how do you go against and how do you bet against crosby and company like I, I do think the Rangers have what it takes, but man, like, I mean, this is, th listen, that, that Minnesota St. Louis series is going to be an absolute barn burner. And this yeah. one is going to be the same thing. I, yeah. I think this could have a bit of a different feel. I think this could be maybe a bit faster paced, maybe, so, yeah. a maybe a little bit less on the physicality, but I don't yeah. want to take any of that away from either of these teams. They can throw their weight around just like the rest yeah. of them. But yeah. I do think this is a little bit more of that kind of, um, I don't want to say full-on run and gun, but this is going to be a fast-paced series. I think this is up and down the ice. I think you see some great saves. Uh, I, I hope to God that Jerry does play because I think that's a really, really good goaltending <coughs> matchup. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be a little bit biased with Shesterkin. I mean, he's he's an absolute monster uh, this year, and I think will be moving forward. Um, but again... The, I, I'm not taking anything away from this series. You got, I think you got everything in this thing. Uh, you know, you got youth, you got some experience, you know, you got everything from uh, the experience that, that, that Pittsburgh can bring at you with the players that you mentioned, Marty Latangs and your Crosby's and your uh, Malkins. Oh, and I, and I think you've just got a whole new kind of fresh feel uh, with the, uh, the Rangers, you know, you got Pinnit. You got Panarin, Kreider. Oh. I mean, you can go, you can go down the list here with these guys, right? It's like it, it's just, Oh, I, I mean, I know. I like, and that's the thing. You got some dy dynamic players on both ends, right? Defensively yeah. and and offensively. And, and listen, I mean, I I just think that this could be one of those series where you, you you kind of put it on. This could be one of those series where you know, game one could be like a five to six score. Oh, man, it, yeah. Like I I I think for entertainment value, the yes. Rangers and Pittsburgh series, uh, Rangers Penguins series, and the Wild and Blues series. Man, oh man, guys, you are going to get your money's worth with these series. Uh, just great, great, great NHL hockey. I, I don't really know how else to, uh, to say it other than that, Marty. Like, I mean, this is this just going to be a This is the kind series. of series that the NHL as an organization, as a, as a league, they, are, they should sure. be pumping the PR on this one big time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you gotta, if, 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 because I'm also picking Rangers and Six. But if Pittsburgh can do something, I'm telling you right now, it'll be – and watch it, Jeff Carter. Don't discredit what Jeff Carter can do. He has done it before. He has won cups. He has been deep in the playoffs. He's been the leading man. 
on actually he's been the leading man on this team even um, because of all the injuries at the beginning of the season watch out for what he can do and what he will do for Pittsburgh I, I have a feeling because all eyes will be in other places all in the, the, the obvious areas the Crosby's the Malkins the Latangs and the Panarins and the Zbanajads and uh, the Criders and the Fox whatever everyone all eyes will be on them watch out for player for a player like Carter I have a feeling if something happens He'll be a driving force for Pittsburgh in that, and if it doesn't go Rangers in six, it'll go Pittsburgh in six, and it'll be and and Carter will be a reason for that. I'm just I'm putting that out there in the cost. You know what? You know what? I will say, Marty, that is a pretty good take. And the nice thing about that too is, look, your Crosby's, your your Malkins, pick any of the star players in any series. Yeah. Okay, the, these guys, you know, yes, they're going to get the tight checking, but normally they're able to do their damage, right? Yep. A, Je- a Jeff Carter for Pittsburgh, and you can pick several other players. Like, you know, one that comes to mind maybe for the for the Rangers would be a guy like a Frank Vitrano, right? These are oh, the types yeah. of these are the types of guys. I mean, if if Carter walks out of that first uh, first round series and Pittsburgh gets out of it and he has two or three goals, like th- those are those are the types of players that win you series, man. Like it just flat out is exactly. And, and, That's and, what I'm saying. And it, yeah. And, and a guy like Carter, it, you know, and let's say Vitrano, if Vitrano puts up three or four goals in the first round, you can almost say that, Christ, New York's winning the series. Because if you're, you you almost know that you're going to get the production out of some of your top players, A, unless they are shut down, and then that's a whole different conversation you can talk about from the opposing team. But at the same time, if these guys can can get the job done, like that's those are the players that start to win you championships and exactly. and great it's that's a great take marty when it comes to a player like that that secondary scoring those it just becomes so much more magnified in the playoffs man thank you sir exactly yeah and that's the thing in the in the playoffs you 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 need you, there's always most playoff teams have that player that sort of comes out of nowhere like well we're, like who is this guy and like all of a sudden everyone's like oh they're talking about this guy and it's not that Jeff Carter is new to the scene. He's not. It's just right now he's not that he's not that player anymore, right? He hasn't been that player for a couple of years, but yeah. he has already shown with this Pittsburgh team that he can be leaned on. So I don't know. To me, during the playoffs, it, this is exactly the kind of stuff that he's actually. This is what's left in his tank. It's moments like this, and mm-hmm. that's what he brings to this table. That's why he got re-signed in Pittsburgh. That's why they leaned on him at the beginning of the season, and he. Produced, uh, he showed them that this is you know you guys did the right thing. <laughs> I still got stuff that you can lean on. I still got the goods. So, you know, I, I think that's the kind of thing that's gonna. I, I mean, again, Rangers and Penguins doesn't matter. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, watch man. this series. Watch the Blues series. Hopefully, they're not at the same time, or hopefully, you can catch both of them. I don't know. Just watch those two series because uh, it's this is hockey right there. Well, I mean, listen, uh, going over all of these series, I mean, every one of them to a certain degree, right, Marty? They're all intriguing to us. But I mean, you know, when it gets down to some of those bigger series, I think we, like we've mentioned here several times, that that Blues and Wild series and the Rangers and Pittsburgh, I think that's the cream of the crop in the first round for sure. Uh, So listen, you know what? Uh, and and just as a little side note here, folks, uh, when as we're recording this program, uh, you know we're going off of uh, uh, the current situation uh, in regards to the playoff picture. There could yeah. be a slight change here as we march yeah. into the last week uh, of uh, 
uh, of the year. But for the most part, this is this is kind of what we uh, what we feel is going to happen, and 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 we don't think there's going to be much change in regards to that. Keeping in mind that there could be a team that slips in there, maybe a Vegas in a weird way or whatever the case may be here out west. But uh, yeah. at, at the very least, the uh, East is locked in for sure. So. Um, just a little side note that there could be a small change. And as you're listening to this, maybe a team is out and another team is in. Yeah. I mean, I don't, as much as I would like them to, to I would like to see them Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think things are fizzling out for them. I think they're 10 points out or something like that, or no, there's six point out. Sorry. There's six points out. Uh, and then there's also Vegas who, I don't know. I mean, especially with the announcement of Leonard, and that the flip flopping there, like he had an injury. No, he doesn't have an injury. I've got no faith in him. Like, like it's just in Vegas right now. It seems like it's such a mess. They're not going to overcome their own demons. That, that it's pretty much a done deal now at this point. I know mathematically it's not, but uh, just, I don't know. Things could change, like you said. You're right. Uh, maybe next week we're having a conversation a little bit differently with a couple of the teams, but for the most part, this is basically it. So. But I mean that was fun. I, that's a good um, that's a good review of uh, of the playoffs to come. And man, I'm getting excited for for the playoffs. Are we just so you, oh, yeah. uh, just so you folks know too? We're not going to stop uh, during the playoffs. We're still going to be doing them. We might have to do a, we might have to change up our, our format a little bit. In fact, Mike and I have this. I'm just realizing now we haven't even really talked about it. But we'll we'll figure that out as we go, and, and it's completely fine. But we're definitely not going to stop doing the show. The playoffs are going to be so exciting. So definitely looking forward to to all of it and getting deep into it with our fans. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, this is the best time of year. I mean, hell, we love our hockey, uh, you know, in the first week of October here. Can you just imagine with uh, playoffs right around the corner here? Like we're about ready to sink our teeth into the most important time of the year here. So, I mean, this is what it's all about. This is what the whole season's for, right? Like we're even even from a show's perspective, like we we do the show the whole season just so we can get to the playoffs. Now that we're in the playoffs, like, oh, man. Like now that I think about it, we're going to change. I we're probably going to change a little bit of it, but um, anyways, Mike and I will talk about that off the air. But uh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a good series. Or sorry, it's going to be a good season in the playoffs. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, off to beauties and the beast, my man. Yes, absolutely. So this uh, Mike took it a, apparently he took it a little bit of a different way. Um, so I'm going to go old school <laughs> a little bit. So I'll start because I'm old school, and and then we'll we'll shake it up with Mike, uh, and we'll get into his in a second. So I'm going to start off with uh, I've already talked about him a several, quite a few times, even today. Steven Stamkos. I mean, he's he's just play, basically played lights out down the stretch. Uh, Thirteen in his last four games, <laughs> which is laughable. Uh, became the franchise leading scorer, like I mentioned, and unless he gets held out. For the last remaining games, he will indeed have his best offensive season. So he's currently tied for his second second best with 97 points. His pers- his his personal best is 98. So I I don't see him getting held out. I see them, you know, yeah, absolutely go get your best season out of your system. I think he ends the season over 100 points. I do. I think he's got I think three games remaining um, in the season, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just try and pull this up real quick. I- Marty, do your homework before. Uh, <laughs> it looks like three games. Maybe I have three. So yeah. I, yeah. So he's got 97 points. I mean, okay, a point a game, probably two and at least one of them. Yeah, it's not out of the question, especially not for the kind of season he's had. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say he ends up with the best season he's ever had this year. Um, and a lot of that, I mean, again, he's been consistent all year, but he has been on 
fire lately. Like I said, 13 in the last four. And if I was to stretch that out, I would say like he's pushing close to two points in his last 20 games easily. I, I, I would I would guess. So, yeah, Steven Stamkos right now is uh, one of the reasons why I my team has done so well down the stretch too. Evander Kane. Now, this is... I know we're not... Some people, ah, I'm still angry he's back in the league. And I get that. And that's fine. But as much as we may not want to admit it, Kane has actually done an admirable job in Edmonton. He should also get re-signed, most likely. Um, his play has certainly deserved it. But it would appear as though his off-ice antics have also simmered down. Not sure what else he's supposed to... We're supposed to ask of the guy. Um, he's really gone into Edmonton and kind of transformed himself into a different person into a different player he's done really well in his last six games <coughs> sorry his last six games yeah he's up to eight points and of those eights he's got five goals he's done everything in Edmonton that he was supposed to do to be successful if he would have had a full season he'd probably be pushing 30 plus goals he's a really good addition in this team I was definitely against it at the beginning I'm not necessarily saying I'm for it now because again it didn't really address an issue that they had it just was a nice compliment, and there's nothing harmful about this. And I'm pretty sure that is what I said at the beginning of, uh, when they signed him as well. But all that aside, the guy, I mean, you got to give credit where credit is due. He's kept his off-ice stuff very quiet, if not non-existent, and his on-ice stuff has been excellent. Like, he's he stood up to people when he's needed to stand up. He's done everything he needed to do in the dressing room, it would seem, and on the ice and off the ice. So good for him. So that's why I picked him in there. Well, you know what? I, I I certainly have to step in here and look. Uh, we all know uh, where I stand on Evander Kane. Uh, when he got signed by Edmonton, I flat out said that no, shouldn't even be in the league. All sorts yeah. of problems. Never the, the problems never end. So listen, I will be the first guy to sit here and say I, I don't I don't want to sit there and say that I was wrong. I still, no. I, I still, no, I still would thing, not have wrong. signed him. I, I yeah. still, I still would not have signed this guy. Okay, in that in that position. But to your point, Marty, you have to give this guy his just desserts. You got it. You got to do it. I mean, if I'm going to sit here and if I'm going to shit on the guy, okay, whenever they whenever they signed him and and how bad of a move it was, and again, I stand by that, but. Yeah. This guy has come in there, and like you said, if there's anything going on off ice, I haven't heard about it. No, I haven't. I haven't heard about it, and and that right there is a good thing. On top of that, this guy has played very, very well for this team. Now, everything I'm saying here, folks, pains me to say, but you cannot take it away from the guy. He's come in there. He shut his mouth. He hasn't. He has not brought any of that off ice stuff to that club, to our knowledge as fans. Mm-hmm. And he's been productive, and mm-hmm. he's a physical, and he's a physical presence, exactly. which you and I, which you and I both did like about what he could bring when he yeah. first signed. Yep. So, so listen, I'm giving this guy. I, I shit on him, and, and I still hold firm on that, but I will not take it away from the guy. He has come in there in some very difficult situations uh, with his, with the way he left San Jose and just the questions that were asked, is this the right fit? Hey, yeah. he's come in there with all that pressure and look what he's done. Yep. I, I'm story. impressed with, 
I'm impressed with him as a player and as a person and what he's done in Edmonton. Could Edmonton be in the position they are currently in without him? Absolutely. Could they be where they are right now without Woodcroft? Absolutely not. But I, as much as I don't believe Kane is a is a um, is a reason for their current success, I I don't. It doesn't mean he doesn't fit well. It doesn't mean he didn't do the right thing. Um, so you know, good for him, but it, it doesn't like it doesn't go against what you were saying and or what I was saying either. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll just leave it at that for now. So and moving on, my last one is uh, Jonathan Quick, which is a bit of a surprise to myself. I, I mentioned him before, but I, I'm going deeper into this one. So everyone who saw this season from Jonathan Quick, go ahead, stand up. Because nobody saw a comeback of the ages for a dude who is basically going to finish the season having saved the playoff hopes of a Kings for the Kings faithful. This is an outstanding. Does he have outstanding numbers? Absolutely not. But this is an outstanding season for him personally because it's the last year of a ten years of a ten year contract where in the last three years was clearly trending in the wrong direction. He was done three years ago. It's thing, and it got worse from there. But this season, I mean, again, I understand his season overall, not the greatest. I think he's ended with a 9.068 percentage and a 234 or 240 goals against. But lately, uh, he's actually to the tune of 241-125, four wins in the last four games. Like, he's actually going in the right direction again. Like, it, it maybe it's an ups and, up and down season, but overall, it's an up season for him. He essentially saved the season because... Like I mentioned before, Pedersen was supposed to be the guy this year for them, and he just wasn't able to handle the load. Uh, he just really didn't. And so Quick had to step in a lot of the times and save either you know, a, a weekend series or, or a game here or there. And then eventually they realized, listen, Quick is having a very good season. Let's just roll with him for a lot longer than a game or two here or there. Let's not split it up anymore. Let's just get – because Quick ended up with the bulk of the, of the games. So good for Quick. I do think he's got, as a result of this season now, I do think he's got another contract on the back end of this. Leading up into this year, I assumed this was going to be his last year. And he was maybe going to fill in as a as a backup goalie somewhere for another team. And that would have sort of, he sort of would have fizzled out. Now I'm not so sure. Maybe he stays in Edmonton or in LA. So who knows? I don't know. But I'm really impressed with Quick. Uh, definitely, especially in the last um, few games, like the last four games, like I mentioned, 941-125. So it's pretty good. And Mike just brought up a really good point. I don't have a beast. I completely forgot to put in the beast. <laughs> I absolutely I'll... dropped the ball on that one. Um, Mike will go through his, and then maybe I'll pop in a beast at the last second. <laughs> good call. And, and, and you're more than happy to uh, hop onto the Vasilevsky uh, beast, uh, just so you know. So okay, in that case, yeah. so with having said that, we're going to start with my beast this week, and my beast is... Andre Vasilevsky. Now, I'm taking a little, just a small different spin on uh, Beauties and the Beast this week, where Marty went with old school, our regular, regularly scheduled programming, if you will. All I did was just, uh, I want to give you guys somebody who maybe kind of hurt your playoff, uh, your fantasy playoff chances, and some players who actually really uh, gave you a good boost or potentially even had you win your uh, fantasy uh, playoff championship. Um, I myself, in uh, not in this current league that uh, the uh, show is built around, but I'm in another league where I've been in the playoffs here for the past month, and uh, there are players who got hot, hot or cold at the right time, and definitely uh, 
had a uh, an impact on your chances. And uh, Vasilevsky is definitely one of them. Yes, the last two games he's played are, are uh, have been great games for him, uh, but he has slumped. Uh, a little bit more than we're actually used to with this player. So um, I know over the past month here, it's been a little bit touch and go when it comes to Vasilevsky. So uh, it's a uh, it's a case where, you know what? I mean, with the amount of hockey that this team's played too, I mean, it, you know, there's going to be a small little bit of burnout every once in a while. But I mean, it's a case where he just hasn't kind of, you know, played to the level that most managers are used to him playing at. Uh, during these last four weeks. So uh, for me, uh, and for a number of the other managers, Vasilevsky didn't, uh, uh, did not uh, uh, have his best stuff here at the end of the year and uh, certainly uh, uh, quashed some championship uh, chances here for, uh, for many clubs. So uh, well, Vasilevsky... Yeah, like kind of came in. Well, the fact that Vasilevsky sort of struggled down the stretch kind of helped you out a little bit. So we'll just say that. Get that out in the open. Elfin, well, you know, it helped out a little <laughs> bit there. You know, maybe this had some backstory to it. Anyway, um, moving on to the uh, beauties. Um, <laughs> so listen, uh, these players here have definitely been uh, uh, in the right spot in the right time. Uh, have probably helped most uh, uh, most fantasy teams either uh, uh, increase their chances uh, to move up the standings or actually win the the, uh, the uh, playoff championship. So uh, here we go. Tarasenko and Thomas. Uh, I, I couldn't decide, but I really couldn't. Uh, if you if you've owned both players over the past month, uh, yeah. you you were you, you probably had your league wrapped up uh, three weeks ago. Uh, yeah. But listen, I mean, without going too deep into either one of these guys, I mean, Tarasenko's on on uh, uh, a streak right now where he's got 20 in his last nine. I mean, that's just off the charts, over two points a game. And yeah. Thomas himself has got 28 in his last 17 games. Those 17 games are a point streak, uh, by the way. So listen, oh, I nice. mean, without really getting, you know, time on ice and all this other stuff that I usually give you, these are just two guys that have flat out played played super, super well, exactly oh, when they, uh, you know, managers have needed them. So listen, tip of the hat to both of them. And I, to a certain extent, I actually, uh, you know, was debating, do I even just say the whole St. Louis team? Because, I mean, you know, from, from a guy like I, Ivan Barbashev is a nice little pickup off the free yeah. agent market. Uh, you know, you've got uh, O'Reilly to a certain extent. Braden Shen's been playing well. So, anyway, I can go on and on about the Blues, but Tarasenko and Thomas have really uh, lit it up of late and uh, are definitely leading that club into the playoff picture for sure. Um, 100%. We talked about him a little bit here uh, over the course of the program, but listen – the way Mike Smith has played the last three weeks, if you yep. have held on, if you have held on to this guy, and you have had the balls to put him into your lineup on a weekly basis or, <laughs> or or in daily fantasy, you have benefited from this player. And oh, like man. I said earlier in the program, this is probably about as well as we've seen Mike Smith play in an Edmonton Oilers uniform. Forget ju- this. Forget just this year. So listen, uh, any of you guys out there who have had Smith. And like I say, if you've had the uh, the wherewithal to put him into the lineup, he has yeah. absolutely paid dividends for you this uh, postseason. Uh, and you know what? Hey, top of the tip of the cap to you because I probably wouldn't have been the guy to dress him. So no. uh, you know what, Mike Smith, second beauty. Uh, my last one here, uh, probably a little bit biased, uh, and it's not actually because I no, played it's the deserving. guy. Yeah, it's I, 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 I didn't play the guy, so I actually made a mistake in my well. <laughs> Make a mistake, sixty-six points, you, but still, yeah, I mean, I, I could have put him. In, yeah, yeah. 
But I mean, Talbot has actually played very, oh, very well here of late. Um, yeah. you, you're probably not getting the quantity of starts that you may have wanted over the past two, three, four weeks. But boy, oh boy, have you ever been getting the uh, the quality of starts? I mean, this guy has been been lights out here lately. I mean, since they've acquired Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, until recently where uh, Talbot ended up playing uh, in uh, not back, not an actual back-to-back, but in consecutive contest. Until then, uh, they had been kind of rotating between him and Fleury. And yeah. it, 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 you know what, Marty? It didn't matter what Glowy was in there because yeah. this team was going on an absolute oh, run. Man. Uh, you know, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, the date is March 1st, where I do not believe Cal- Talbot has suffered a regulation loss. Oh, so, wow. no way. So, so listen, I mean, it's something to that degree beginning of March. But, I mean, listen, again, if this guy was on your squad and if you decided to put him in, especially in a fantasy league where you can kind of put him in and out and not be stuck with him for the week, uh, you know, you probably reap the benefits here, especially with some certain matchups. Uh, he's had a couple of uh, shutouts uh, over the past few weeks as well. Uh, so, listen, I mean, my third beauty this week, Cam Talbot, he's uh, he's definitely helped out uh, some numerous squads, I'm sure. March 6th. March 6th. Was like his last regulation loss. <laughs> like, that's a hell of a run, man. That is a hell of a run. So It is he, actually a stretch of, was it 15 games? 14, 15, something <laughs> like that. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15 games and counting, by the way, because he won his last game 6-3 against Vancouver. So I it's mean, he better and counting. All I have to say is he better keep it up this week, seeing as I put him in this week against the Brigands. Hey. Did you really? Oh, wait, we're live? Yes, guy. We're live. <gasps> he is in. Gosh darn you. So, yeah, and see, and I've got Saros and Bobrovsky. So... It's going to be a good matchup this week, bud. And and I... one nothing and, Chicago. Did I get Kane? And, and what I will say, going right back to our uh, Check My Fanny segment, if I... Listen, it, 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 it is what it is. It could be tough for you this week to make that up. But <laughs> yeah. but I will say this about your team. I think it was just a matter that you ran out of racetrack because that's it, yeah. Your because because listen, I had a couple good weeks here the last couple of weeks. Absolutely. Yep. But yep. dude, but l- let's call it what it is. You have been on a pretty, pretty heavy run here in the second half of the season. Like this I, is my second five-game winning streak in the second half of the se- of the season. Like, so I yes, you're absolutely right. If I win this, and you've got right now though, you've got the longest winning streak at six games. But if I win, obviously, if I win this week, then I will have tied that. But it would, it, it, like I said, it would be my second five-plus game winning streak of the back end of the of the season, which is like it's it's both frustrating but awesome. Because I love that it was tight. I, I don't like the idea of running away with something as much, you know, as much fun as that can be because I've never in my life ever ran away with something. I still love the chase. I still love being chased. I love earning every inch and all of that. So this has been one of the best years. Obviously, I, I, this is the best se- one of the best. Sorry, this is the best season I've ever had. But all that aside, what a great season that we've had as a, as a league because it's been so entertaining. And I, I would actually put it out there. I would say, I bet you a lot of leagues out there would say the same thing. Like this was such a great season. Like 
fudge, just so many players did so much this year. Like this is this is something I think I'll look into for the, our next episode. How many? When was the last time we had how many players with such great numbers, uh, statistically speaking, offensive numbers? So I, I might do a little little dive into that for our next show. But man, well, I just, mean, yeah, what a great year. Well, I mean, just think about it personally for you and I, right? Okay, so first we we've got the podcast. Secondly, yeah. we're both competing, even to the and let's call it what it is. We were basically head to head, and look, I I get I get the technicality. Like I, yeah. I'll, I'll be I'll be very honest with you. I mean, th- this is coming th- to me. Regardless of what happens this week, if you beat me or I beat you, this. Mm-hmm. I get like, oh, okay, he'll be tied or he'll literally be one or two games behind, whatever. Mm-hmm. This this came down to really, in my eyes, points. Like this yeah. kind of came down to points for me. Yes, you may, again, depending on whether the result this week, whether we're tied at seven or 18 games apiece, I think it would be, or whether yeah. I've got a two-game spread on you. Yeah. This came down to kind of a points for, and listen... I, I and I'm not saying I'm not trying to be all like you know oh listen like you know I won it no I, I honestly believe if we had another I don't know let's say four to five weeks let's say a nice little handful uh, Marty yeah. I, I I gotta think man I mean the games would have to be played I suppose and yeah uh, maybe I maybe I could keep it up with my team but Jesus Christ I mean Marty I I, I think when you go down that second half of the year there was less less dips in your roster and your team than mine. And I just feel like over the course of another chunk of games here, three, four, five games, I don't know, man, you were just, you, you, you were and still are rolling. And a big reason for that is some of the trades that I did specifically to my defensive, but also big time picking up Barkov. Barkov was a big reason why I've won a lot of games. He's having a tremendous season right now yeah. at 88 points in, I think, 69 games. Something along those lines. Something along those lines. But, oh, 66, sorry. But what was really a big deal was going out and getting Wierenski, um, yeah. picking up uh, Gossespair, pick, uh, trading for McAvoy, filling out my defensive core, which was really lacking at the early stages of the season. Had I had that at the beginning of the season... I think it would have been a lot tighter for you and I, and I do think, I think I get the edge. I think with a better defensive core and Barkov on my team, which is a lot, let's just be real here, you already have that. You already have that spread of that one extra forward and your defensive core. I just didn't have that going into this season. But I found a way to get it, and it's kept me in in the hunt all season long, and it actually almost got me over the hump. So, but had I solidified that earlier on, this would have been a different outcome for both of us. But um, that's all. That, that that none of that means anything. You won the season. That's what the reality is. This is this universe. You won. I I just I, I, thank you, Candy. I, I I mean it's, it, it 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 is a case though. Like I just I I don't know if it. I again I don't know if it's because we're we're doing the program and we're talking about things so much more or or we're going over things on a deeper dive more or whatever but I mean for me the, from the podcast to the increase in scoring in the NHL to the increase in scoring in the CFHL to the fact that six teams out of eight were uh, yeah. basically going for a championship to the fact that it was like a three-headed monster here uh till late in the game 
Then it goes to a two-headed monster. Like again, hmm. it, it results pending. If you win, if you win this week, like our, our CFHL season came down two points four. That that is it. Yeah. That that yeah. that that's that's how you can explain our season. So Man, that's impressive. So well, Marty, I I again, I'd have to really do a deep dive to see. But I, I honestly don't think there has ever, ever been anything close to this season in regards to the competitive edge that everybody was looking for. Dude, look at the fucking trades this year. Yeah, the trades. Oh my Christ, God, Marty. Trades. Marty, we never, we've never we had a year. About it. We've never had a year like that. Ever. No. Ever. No. No, and, and that's and, because everybody knew exactly what they wanted and were gung-ho to get it. It didn't matter if the last two teams were trying to rebuild or the yeah. rest of the league was still fighting for, for the championship. We all and, wanted a piece. And, and and look at, I mean, I'm willing to move a first round pick for Jordan Cairo. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's going to end up being the best move or not. I'm, I'm on the positive side of the fence right now. With that, especially if you win, you like because you've won a yeah, championship as yeah. a result of the move. So yes, you're right, right. Move at the right time. At some point, you have to go all in with your team, you're right? And you make it happen, and the From results the, yeah. are there. You won a championship, yeah. And it's not exactly like you're not going to be in the running next year. You've got a great squad. You're still in the hunt, absolutely. The, um, but you so know I where don't the see how that comes back to bite you in the end. The only way it can come back to bite me in the ass is if I don't keep him. Now, as it's now, my my philosophy is though, Marty. If I trade a first round pick, I'm keeping the player. You should. Yeah, I, I'll say that you should. Uh, uh, as of right now, looking you dead in the eye, he's always been on my protected list since I've traded for him. But okay. I've always, but I mean, look at my lineup, bud. Like that's a thing. <laughs> Who are you dropping then? <laughs> well, and that's the other thing, right? Like after going out and getting Headman, it's pretty hard yeah. to let Headman go. And yeah. if you and if you look a little bit lower, it's going to be very, very difficult to let Rasmus Dahlin go. So to me, to me, I'm already four players deep because I'm keeping Sorokin and Shesterkin. That's a no brainer. Right. Yeah. Um, in my eyes, off the top of my head, Dahlin and Hedman. So now I'm down to eight forwards. Yeah, but how do you not keep Kairu at twenty three years old, seventy points? Like, that's tough, dude. Now, and the only thing, the thing that scares me a little bit—well, not scare—it scares me in a good way. He he's on the third line in St. Louis right now. He's on <laughs> the first power. Bridge. He's on the first power play. Like, can you imagine if Kairu gets on the line with fucking Thomas? Oh, he will too. Like, he will. To 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 me, that that's that's a match made in heaven at some point. And that's what's going to happen. So, oh man, give him up. It got to happen next year. You give him up this year, and all of a sudden, you're, yeah, you'd be kicking yourself pretty hard after that. But I mean, the same thing goes for giving up Dalene because Buffalo is going to be doing turning some heads uh, next year. Dude. I think they got a good the only, squad. The only thing that I could see that could hamper Dalene now is power. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I could see him taking away from Dalene a little could bit. Take away. Yeah. Exactly. But. Oh, I, I don't All know, right. man. That's that might be that might I think of the see yeah, we talked about doing a show at the end of the season too with all of the uh all of the owners. Yeah. And uh my goodness, the conversations are gonna come out of that. Oh boy, that's gonna be a Well, good show so too. far we've got four of us. There's you and me, your brother and your father. I spoke yeah. to Tom today. Oh, by okay. the way, just be, just before I forget, I spoke to Jamie today too, eh? 
Oh, okay. Yeah, just, uh, I, I don't know why, just thinking about the end of the year and stuff like that, kind of, I don't know why it just made me think of him a little bit, so I gave him a text and just, hey, how's it going, how you doing, huh. and stuff like that, so, oh, wow. uh, I'll be keeping in touch with him a little bit more, but I did talk to Tom, and Tom is obviously in for it, depending on the day, and I told him, yes. and I also told your brother really quickly today that you and I would be kind of knocking heads on that a little bit, probably over the next week here to two weeks. Yeah. To try and nail something down, so if we have to adapt to that date, we can. That's right. Yeah. And it gives the boys something to go off of. So, you know, we'll knock heads here over the next couple of weeks sure. and come up and come up with a date where you know, I mean, I, I, we'll have to sit down and talk about it a little bit and kind of see where we think our <coughs> our our last episode will fall. Yeah. So maybe maybe That's we true. can give them I don't know maybe a two three week period and say listen our our final yeah. show will more than likely be in this two to three week period. Is, yeah. ever, is there any issue for anybody and blah, 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 and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, because so, we're booking up some stuff already as a family. So we got right. to, if we want to show in there, we're going to have to squeeze it in sometime. But uh, fair enough, right. my man. Well, that's good. Okay. Well, there you go. Episode Sounds good. 23. Three. Yep. In the books, buddy. In the it's books. A little bit of, it's one. a little bit of a longer episode, but it's because we went into all the series. So we went so deep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> that's what she said. What? Come on. God damn. <laughs> got that got that comment in just in time. <laughs> <laughs>